yeah, yeah. So go ahead. We're ready. Okay. It's titled, it's titled Reflection. Um, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? A reflection of you or a reflection of me? Some of you have feared to even take a look, but you're unaware of how much you've changed by staying in my book. You reflect me, you reflect more of my features than you did before. They expanded and developed when you started to explore. When you stopped just accepting and beginning to question and began to question the norm, when you saw the truth beyond the structures and the forms, when you repostured yourself out of condemnation and fear and understood with conviction it's love that draws you near. When you allowed the truth from the word to guide and lead, and the fear of men no longer forced you to heed. When you sat in teachings that challenged all you knew, but you didn't shrink back or cower, you continued to pursue. Oh yes, you reflect me more than you know. I see it in your speech and how you process, navigate, and flow. Even when it seemed conditions weren't perfect, you chose a different view and embraced heaven's definition of perfect for you. The changes were subtle, but substantial each and every time. You rejected the flesh and chose the God mind. Don't fear the mirror. Don't fear what you will see. Yes, there is more maturity to come, but you still look more like me. Wow. Listen, you know what? I only told one person what I was going to teach this weekend. And this is why I love the prophetic and Apostle Pam. <laughs> it's an echo in the room. <laughs> there is an echo. It's, it's unbelievable. And so I want to thank you, Prophet Mashani, for that. Because it is exactly right in line with where the Lord is leading us for our new year for our new direction and in fact i'm just going to tell you that the name of the message tonight is where am i that's that's exactly the, the name of the message and to hear this it just blesses me to know that we're all in the same vein all in the same stream so far who else is is hearing and would like to share listen we haven't seen each other in a while but y'all have never held back when you had something to say this is the last day of the year so encourage us encourage us with what god is saying Unmute yourselves if you need to, or let us know that you need to be unmuted. I'm a resort to picking people out. <laughs> Remember, I told you guys, I said, I'm putting people on the spot come 2023. 
God's going to have to bubble up. There's nothing, nothing to fear. We all hear God. We all hear God. We have, oh my goodness. Let's see, who is that that just posted? Thank you. Thank you, um, Mashani, Prophet Mashani. Please put it in the um, Scribal Conservatory Facebook group. That would be wonderful. Now, I know God is speaking to some of you. And um, listen, after we get through with this part, there's not going to be another opportunity for us um, to um, share in that particular vein. We're just going to go through with the service. And then if there's any comments afterwards, we'll have that discussion. And um, that then we'll go into counting down the new year and that will be it. But I do want to give these next um, six or seven minutes over to a couple of people that would love that would have something to say. You know, it's, it'll be sad for me to go on Facebook and see you prophesying to all of your Facebook followers, but we could not get a single word from you on the last day of the year. <laughs> How hurtful that would be that that the uh, the community that you're in doesn't be that isn't the first partakers of that. So we want to reach out and encourage you to prophesy at home, to let us know what God is speaking and saying to you. I know I'm comical, but I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Doesn't have to be in the tradition of everybody has to say the same thing. We're not looking for that. But we are looking for what God has placed on your heart. So Jenna said, let's see, Jenna said, I thank God for all of you and for God's growth and planting our feet when the world was being tossed to and fro. Absolutely. Thank you, Jenna. That is powerful. That is powerful. Let's see, who can I call on? Let's see. Chiquita has her hand up. Okay, go ahead, Minister Chiquita. Yes, um, just so thankful. Let me turn on my video here. So thankful to be here. What I continue to hear, and we've spoken a lot about it in the conservatory, but lineage and legacy, um, the word resistance, but redefining what that means and resilience. Um, lineage and legacy specifically with young people. Um, when I think about the conservatory and the legacy and lineage of scribes, I think about um, not just biological lineage and legacy, but those who we will either mentor or those we are in contact with who we're teaching. So for me, I see a lot of young people because that's that's my thing. I see a lot of young people, whether we want to call them, you know, millenniums or Gen Z, um, who need to be taught um, the ways of um, uh, the, the scribal lineage in a correct way um, and in a way that's loving and kind and compassionate um, that will take us to a new way of, of, of thinking and to the next generation, I should say. Um, there are a lot of young people who, of course, I come in contact with, but there is, there is a, a yearning inside of me to 
just speak to others about those who are of a younger generation within our own respective families. That would be biological, but also our, our spiritual families. Um, and so I am seeing, just as we have the Scribal Conservatory having um, a youth section, I don't know what that would look like, uh, of scribes who are arising, um, who are younger chronologically than those of us uh, who are here but also for each of us in our respective families taking the time out to um, in, embrace those relationships and to cultivate and nurture those relationships with those who are younger than us. And so that's what I hear um, the Lord saying that we'll, that's gonna be happening forging ahead in the next couple of years. Um, the voices that you know, we, we listen to a lot of popular music and other things like that, but the tides will be changing in terms of them being mentored and giving um, good instruction, particularly believers, but also believers drawing in non-believers by the word of the Lord. And so um, that's what I wanted to share. Amen. And do you mind, Minister Chiquita, with, with sending that to yes. me or posting it inside the Conservatory Bible Study Group? Yes. That would be great. And I am definitely in agreement um, with that and know that some of those things are already in the works. And um, I am really excited. I hope you guys heard that because I believe that's the God, that's God's heart for us in this coming season. Excellent word. Excellent word. Anything else? Anyone else has anything they would like to share? Amen. Amen. So thank you. Um, always know that you're welcome to share those of you that have um, been a part of the conservatory. You know, I really appreciate that. And um, I like these little signals of, of what people are needing. Thank you for sharing that. I'm looking at the screen and paying close attention. But um, I just want to say that I'm going to open it up to Prophet Andrea and Prophet L.A. now for them to just share with you what God has given. They can decide who goes first. I'm not going to choose, but I just want to hear what God has placed on their hearts. I can I can go ahead and share first, Prophet L.A., if, that, if that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm asking everyone to really posture yourself to hear this with the encouragement filter. Um, as I start, it might not sound that way, but it really is. And it's from the place of, of pursuing image and likeness. So that's where this is coming from. So um, I type this up and I'll just, I'll just start reading it and go as Holy Spirit leads. Um, as we pursue image and likeness, sometimes it's difficult to separate from the indoctrination, from our conditioning, and other tainted belief defaults. Uh, but many of us have been experiencing a constant feeling of dissatisfaction, which has been created by the contention between the standards erected by the system and God's calling. And calling is not just vocational or support but the calling into mastering ourselves, the development of our character. And in the midst of that, there's a pull towards simplicity. I want to emphasize that word, simplicity. Um, simplicity is emerging and growing stronger amid the competing interests and the clamoring demands of family, friends, 
ministry, business, career, culture, and the world. Simplicity ushers in the statement, less is more. This doesn't come from a place of familiarity, nor is it presented as a cliche. Instead, less is more refers to the most important things that are grossly overlooked and considered inferior. They are the intangibles, namely components of our character and building our relationship in and with Christ so that we reflect him. Less is more also speaks about eradicating the need to do all things and feverishly working to be all things. While the intent behind many of our endeavors has been noble, God was not the catalyst. Instead, some of our decisions have been sourced by programming. Consequently, we found ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially depleted. And this isn't and never will be God's will. He wants us to rest. Rest is a state of being that is demonstrated when we cease and desist from works, when we consciously decide to stop being busy and trying to make our way. There is a resounding call to be present. It is okay to simply be. There is no condemnation, no guilt, no pressure, or angry side eyes from God associated with being. He wants us to be present and to be free to encounter him and experience his creation, meaning experiencing who we really are, experiencing others, and experiencing the world around us. In so doing, we have the space, the time, and the clarity to master the less. Remember, less is about what's most important. This clears the way for the externals that are God's um, will to come forth with precision, having been infused and expanded in the throes of rest. So that's what I have for right now. But it has been very loud in my ear. And it's not just me. I know this is personal, but I believe it is corporate as well that we need to be okay with the simplicity in Christ and just being. Thank you for letting me share. Amen. 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 So what the Lord has been dealing with me about concerning our particular uh, group is it's time to heal. And the reason why I believe it's so important that it's time to heal is because there are assignments and things that we have to do in ministry that is being um, not derailed, but um, it's almost like derailed because of um, the lack of healing. And part of of healing is accepting healing, okay? Um and it also comes from a place of the Lord wanting us to walk in the maturity of Christ because we have been prepared in this particular ministry to apprehend maturity. And um, there are some things that we are about to walk into in this next season that will not work 
will not go forth, will not go forward if maturity is not apprehended and maturity has to come from that that base of healing, okay? Um, I hear Holy Spirit saying that some of you are holding on to things that he has told you directly to let go of and you have refused in this last season to let go. And if you're wondering why some things are stagnated and you're you're experiencing stagnation in some things that you want to move in, he said it's because you have to let go of that for him to flow from a pure place so you can hear properly to get all the pieces by which you need to move forward in. Um, The Lord is saying, Uh, there's about to be a shifting in his voice in your lives and where once uh, you were dealing with milk he's now moving you over to meat so what you used to be able to get I won't say get away with um, there was extended grace I'll say it like that in some areas and I just believe that those who the Lord is speaking to know exactly what he's talking about without me being specific okay but there were some things in your life that um, there was extended grace that you were able to walk out a process in the last season that he is not tolerating in this new season. So there is a maturity again that has to be uh, apprehended and a decision. I'm hearing Holy Spirit say there is a decision that has to be made um, on, on your behalf concerning that thing that you did not let go of or he's going to move on to the next person because in this new season uh, holiness is required in this new season righteousness is required in this new season your witness has to be strong and it has to be rooted and grounded in 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 Christ identity this is what I'm hearing hallelujah uh so so the lord is saying he has given you uh the the power and the grace the power of god to to overcome these things some of you have already been delivered and made free and you are operating from a place of habit and not from a place of needing deliverance so so the lord is saying i'm sorry praise the lord the lord is saying uh get rid of that thing because you are not qualified Jesus, you are not qualified to walk into this new place in this new space. What you're asking for, you are not qualified for until you get rid of whatever that is that you are not getting rid of. This is what I'm hearing. So so the Lord is saying that there's a place of healing. And once you make up your mind, because he's saying, I'm with you hallelujah he's encouraging you holy spirit is walking with you but you stop trying to do stuff in your own strength and and stop listening to people that don't have any power um they're making excuses because their lives are shaky but you need to be around people with a strong foundation of christ's identity in this season because he wants to bless you with some things that are so big it's it's out of your reach and in and of your own self hallelujah so this is what i'm hearing from the lord and he's saying he loves you i just want to make sure that you get get this encouragement that he loves you and he he's not um coming down on you but he he wants you to win 
That's what I'm hearing the Lord saying. He wants you to win. Hallelujah. But you got to grow up in some areas and leave stuff alone and leave people alone that are continuing to pull you into that place that you have um, come out of, says the Lord. Can I, can, can I add, Apostle? Of course, like, the two of you. Like popcorn right now. If, if, like you popcorn. Have, if you have co-hosts by your name, keep it going. <laughs> Listen, this during the Christmas week, uh, my husband and I went out, out on an RV trip and we had the opportunity to be by water. Water always speaks to me. And so the times we were by the water, I was hearing God more in nature than I was from people's voices. And when you begin to prophesy about healing, I, what I'm hearing now is the, the people who know this word is for them, healing is, is going to come in a very different way. Just like Prophet L.A. said, his voice is going to come in a very different way. And I see it's almost like a quarantine, like you are in an a, a incubator or some kind of clean, pure space where nothing else is able to infiltrate. And so that the purity and the potency of God's word to you to heal you is not interrupted. And for some of you, it is going to be nature. Take a walk, go, go near some water, listen to the birds speaking creation. The Lord has given us creation through which he also speaks. And so I believe it's some people on this line who they're healing and this transition out of meat in, out of milk into meat, out of immaturity into maturity is going to take place in that quarantine space as you make the decision to be open to the different way God wants to speak. So thank you. Amen. Oh, receive all of this. Oh my goodness. I thank God for prophets assigned to your company. My God. Um, Prophet LA, go ahead and, and you know, flip me over and then I'll make uh, Minister Sam a co-host in case she has anything the Lord is speaking to her. Okay. Doing it now. Um, I was looking and I can't find the buttons. I, don't, I think it's the anointing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I mean, you can just, um, you know, beside my name because I can't flip over. Yeah. That's what happens when you get the bright idea to go through and change all the settings in your Zoom and lock your own self out. It's not, the button is not here, Apostle. Where do I find Oh, it? it'll be next to my name in the, in the participant list. Yes, it's not there. Okay. Um, well, let's see how we're going to do this. It's fine. It's fine. We we can work with it. We're not going to let it um, disrupt us. Hold on. Let's see. I got it. I got it. It's done. Okay, it's done. <laughs> how that happened, I have no idea. But we thank God for it. I want to thank you for those powerful, powerful words. Um, they already know. I already want them to post them inside the, um, listen, I'm going to send you the audio files because we're still recording. So know that, that you'll have that um, audio file and you'll also be able to, if you wrote it down, but both of those words and what we heard Prophet Mashani speak and 
I want to just open it up. So Minister um, Apostle Pam or Minister Sam, don't feel any pressure, but know that after I finish sharing what the Lord has put on my heart tonight, you all are also open to help me pray, to minister, to prophesy, to whatever the Lord will have us do. I don't want to do all of that. I only want to be led by the spirit. And I also want to remind you guys, if you feel an urge or an unction um, to release, don't ask me, just go for it. <laughs> you know, just go for it after we finish this evening. And uh, again, I want to make sure that we are hearing the word because I think it's more potent when you receive prophecy within the community where you're um, planted because it falls in line with everything that um, the stream you're currently in or within the groups where you are being mentored become, uh, or mentored or raised up. And some of you know what I mean because you have other pastors or other leaders in your life that share in the gospel with you. So we have to trust those words. And tonight, I just want to say to you, it's been a, um, I'm grateful. You know, it's hard to sit here and say, I'm grateful for every trial because I would have rather not have experienced most of what I've gone through this year as some of you have. But the good news is this, that in all things, we are to give thanks to the Lord and all things we are to give thanks and we're to know where to stand in the midst of that um what the lord has me talking about tonight is right along with what we've already heard from the prophets from those who've shared and i believe that the main thing that god wants to get us in a mode of is really separating and disconnecting from the things of this world the things of this world, the systems of this world, because there's no room for it in what's coming. I know we've been talking about um, what's ahead and um, for a long time now. I know that that's been the theme even before last year, you know, before this year, 2022 or last year, 2021. But I want you to know that the world system is still in crisis. Somehow we have to convince ourselves that the kingdom is already perfected because Jesus is perfected. We have to figure out a way in our mind and in our thought processes to be where he is. So I want you to just think about that for a moment. How can I be where he is? We heard Prophet L.A. touch on it. And listen, we heard Prophet Andrea touched on it when she talked about finding this place of rest. We heard Prophet L.A. talk on it when she said to us plain and clear, we can, we got to be healed. We've got to figure out how to reckon it done and move forward. We have to apprehend the fact that I may not have a 100% healing that I want right now. Everything, you know, and as we get older, as we move closer to what we know is death in the natural realm, but in the spirit, we have eternal life. We know that as we move closer to that place, that when God speaks of healing, it has to be different than just dealing with the suffering in this world. So before we move any, for, any, any further forward, I just need you to agree with those short statements. We need to know what it means to be where he is. 
because we're going to need it in the days ahead. Um, we've talked enough in the conservatory now that we don't have to talk about the fall of Babylon. And what do I mean when I say that? Well, the world system is a system of death. It is a system of tremendous judgment. It is a system of that will cease to exist, those that are not in the kingdom. We cannot deny that the wages of sin is, uh, is death. We cannot deny that. But in the midst of it, those of us who are believers, we've got to navigate that place of being where he is being where he is. And listen, we've dealt with that heavily over the last, I don't know, three months as, we, as we've talked about the apostolic mind, as we've talked about the, um, the true nature of the prophetic, as we've talked about how those two things work together and how we've been unfolding Ephesians 4, 11 ministry. I want to read you something. And I want to just say that we, I want to clarify this one thing. Right now, when we look around the world, not just the United States, not just America, not a particular pastor, not a particular leader, but when we look around the world, people are laughing at the church. They're mocking the church. And we can't even say, we can't even get mad with them because we're trying to get out. <laughs> and what we're trying to get out of is the circus that so much of this has become. But in order to eradicate the circus, we have to fall out of agreement with it. Is this true? I mean, do, will you agree? Are you willing to fall out of agreement with the circus? Put your amen, your yes in the chat, because if that's not something you're willing to do, then anything that we share tonight is just of no effect because people are gonna run back to the same systems they've already run back to. And we've heard from the prophets tonight, the Lord is looking for a different level of what we understand purity to be, of what we understand immersion to be. You know, we have to move past, you know, the, the Barbie and Ken lookalike tag team on Sunday mornings. We have to move past the um, um, popular, mindset crowd mentality we have to we have to start thinking for ourselves we have to start thinking like christ this is not anybody in particular we have to start caring about things that jesus cares about and i hope this is making sense to you in this sense because if we don't have the care that jesus has we don't have his mind. We don't have his heart. We don't have his interests. You know, we want to move in that place. I want to just read Psalm 73 to you. And this is where we're going to start. Um, hold on. Let me move this mic. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic Version, but I have, and I really should have put up here the I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, the New King James Version of the scripture right beside it. But it says this, and I'm going to read it to you. And I think we're going to go because we're going down to a particular verse. But I just want you to hear it. 
I want you to just put your hearing ears on. Truly, God is only good to Israel, even those who are upright and pure in heart. Now, we're in the new covenant, so we know that we are Israel too. I just want to make sure that um, we understand that God is not talking about the Israel of that day when we read this now. In this new day, we have to understand that Israel is who Christ joined together and made his church. I hope we can agree about that because there is no Gentile, no Jew. There is no longer male, female. There is nothing that divides us in the body of Christ, in the body of Christ. If we are worshiping in Judaism, there will always be a natural Israel and a spiritual Israel. But thank God for Jesus who has made us one. So when we read Psalm 73 now, we're seeing it from the eyes of Christ. Truly God is good to Israel, even to those who are upright and pure in heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I want us to see ourselves in some of this and some of the struggles that we've been through um, this year that we've been through in years past. He said, for I was envious of the foolish and arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they suffer no violent pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. Why is this important? It's important because so many of us are still holding things against God. We're mad because God has not blessed us. He hasn't answered this prayer. We perceive that he has not given us what we, he, what we thought we saw in a dream or what some prophet said. It hasn't come yet. Where is this? Where is that? Why is everybody prospering but me? I want us to see that we're not the only ones. I've had a good year, but I want us to see that we're not the only ones that ask these questions. Sometimes we think it's just us and it's just what we're going through. But listen, we're learning as we read this, we're learning from this psalm we're clearly that this was the same issue in that day. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they sitting in plague like other men. He's talking about sickness and disease. Therefore, pride is about their necks like a chain. Violence covers them like a garment, like a long, luxurious robe. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish, and the imaginations of their mind overflow with follies. They scoff and wickedly utter oppression, they speak loftily from on high, maliciously and blasphemously. They set their mouths against and speak down from heaven and their tongues swagger through the earth, invading even heaven with blasphemy and smearing earth with slanders. Therefore, his people return here and waters a full cup offered by the wicked are blindly drained by them. In other words, the world system invades the people of God and the people of God receive the cup from the world instead of the cup from the Lord and they're deceived. Are we not in this time? Are we not seeing things like this happening? Are we not seeing people wondering what's happening with the church? Well, the church is blindly drained. It's being blindly drained. Who's the church? Me, it's not Jesus. Jesus is not being blindly drained. 
but many of us are because everywhere you go, there's greed. Everywhere you go, there's division. Everywhere you go, there's factions. Everywhere you go, there's competition. Everywhere you go, there's all of this comparison and, and just, just people valuing things that would never be on the radar of God. Oh my goodness. And they say, how does God know? Is, is there knowledge in the most high? In other words, is God seeing this? What's everything? Oh my God, why is everything? Oh, that's what they're saying. How in the world can the God serve not do anything about all of this wickedness around me? That's what verse 11 is saying to us. But and then verse 12, behold, these are the ungodly who always prosper and are at ease in the world. They increase in riches. Surely then, surely then in vain have I cleansed my heart and washed my hands in innocency. Oh my gosh. For all day long, I have been smitten and plagued and chastened every morning. Had I spoken thus and given expression to my feelings, I would have been untrue and dealt treacherously against the generation of your children. But listen to this. But when I considered how to understand this, it was too great an effort for me and too painful. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood. Oh my goodness. Because in the sanctuary of God, there's understanding. There's counsel. There's your right mind. There's your place to ascend. And, you know, this is powerful to me. Because he understood for he considered their end. There's such a powerful, powerful place in the gospel that we barely hear people teach about today. And as I get approached saying what that place is, I want you to ask yourself, where am I? Where am I? Am I where he is? Where am I? Am I where he is? Oh my goodness. It's a powerful, powerful question. And we have to ask ourselves that. If someone could just place that in the chat, because I want you to constantly, constantly consider those two questions. Because if we're looking at this passage of scripture, these ponderings, will let us know that this person, this, this, this Asaph, he, it will let us know that he was in the mind of the world. He was in the defeated place, the human place where God had not been elevated. Can you see it? He was like, God, he was, he was in that Job place. You know, he, he was in the, he was like saying, look at how the world around me is prospering. And look at how the people of God are suffering. This is the question he had. 
And listen, he came, he went into the sanctuary, a place of prayer, a place of earnest contemplation. And he thought about it. It didn't say he prayed. It said he considered. He got in his right mind. Doesn't mean we don't need to pray. I'm not saying that. I'm just giving you guys a, a, an understanding that we can have thoughts that can ascend us. We can have a mind change that can shift us. And here he is. But when I considered how to understand this, it was too great an effort for me and too painful until I went in the sanctuary of God. Then I understood for I considered their end. In other words, he came to his sentence, senses and he realized Hey, why am I upset? Because I have eternal life. I have eternity on my side. It will never die. But I understand why all this is happening because their reward is before them now. They have no idea of how great God is beyond their excitement over all of their riches and fame and popularity all of their power and influence in the things that are evil. He came to an understanding of, listen, where he was. Oh my God. He came to an understanding of where he was in that moment. And he realized, oh my God, I have to stay in this place. Where am I? We've got to ask ourselves this question because if we're on the other side of this and all we can say is, oh my goodness, they set their mouths against and speak down from heaven. They're doing all of this and where is God? We got to go out and rebuke them. We got to do this, but they're in the world. The world is Babylon. Babylon is as Babylon does. Babylon is unrenewed. Babylon is death. Babylon is a system of the world. They're not in the kingdom. But we are. But here you have Asaph. Business. And completely disregarding the promises of his sonship. When the prophets were talking tonight, all I could think about was how impactful their messages were in light of what the Lord had me share tonight. Because one of the things the Lord is saying was we must choose to change our minds. Stop begging God to change your mind. Stop begging him to change your circumstances. And listen, because where Jesus is, is where we should be. On the cross, Jesus did not beg. He did not plead. He recognized where he was. And he changed his posture to be in that place. He didn't wait for God to change his posture. Oh my God, he did it himself. 
He reminded himself. We we need to get to a place where because the, the way the congregation and everything is today and the way the world has leaned into us and how much of Babylon has gotten on us, it's hard for us to believe we're blessed unless we're shimmering with gold, shining with diamonds. Do you know most of the church don't think they're blessed if they don't get the stuff they see in their dreams? We need to go back and read scripture. Not everybody was looking like Solomon. But everything Solomon had, he lost. Because he leaned too far into Babylon, the world system. Oh, my goodness. He was too busy. I ain't going to teach that class because only three people registered. Well, if you can't steward the three, how in the world do you want 3,000? Where are you? Are you following? I'm asking, where are you? We got to begin to ask Jesus, where am I? Where am I? And there's little ways we can do that. Little ways. Now, we know the rest of this. We understand judgment and the outcome of judgment. Listen, verse 18, you do, after all, God, you do set the wicked in slippery places. You cast them down to ruin and destruction. Now, again, we're seeing this through the eyes of Jesus today. This is the pattern of the old covenant. Today, the scripture tells us profoundly that people who reject God are already judged. In other words, now, because of the grace of Christ, you create your own slippery places. Because there's no reason for you to not know the gospel. How is that? Because in order to receive the gospel today, all you have to do is believe. All you have to do is re receive the gift of the spirit. And you have the perfect teacher on the inside of you. We're without excuses in the new covenant. Oh my goodness. Once you hear there are people getting saved every day by the power of Holy Spirit with no evangelist. Jesus visits them in their dreams. They encounter angels. Oh my goodness. How they become desolate in a moment. They're utterly consumed with terrorists. How do we know? We look at the world every day and we see people who have denounced Christ they got riches, they have wealth, and they die horribly, willing to give up anything, including all of their money, for one day of hell. Oh, 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 oh. We're going to move down to verse 22. It says, so foolish, stupid, and brutish was I. This is Asaph, and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You do hold my right hand. He located himself. Where are you? Can you locate yourself right now? Now, I don't need you to post in the chat on that. 
but I want you to locate yourself. Everybody's hoping for a new year, but here we are again, recognizing that we can have a new year any day we want when we simply make a decision and make a change. Oh, he came to himself. Let me locate myself. I am continually with you. You do hold my right hand. So in the midst of all of the negative stuff happening, disease and sickness and pain, he located himself because the kingdom on the inside of us is held up by the right conversations. If he's thinking like this, how can God hear him? If his inner conversation is loaded down with, Lord, they got everything they wanted. Here we are, broke, busted, and disgusted. Here we, oh my God, I'm having loss after loss. And this keeps happening. The devil took my keys. We want God to answer us from a place where we can't even control our thoughts. We can't even choose to change our conversation. But Asaph went in the sanctuary. And then I understood for I considered. And in the next few verses, after he realized what was going to happen to those who did not believe, he was like, man, I'm thinking wrong. I'm thinking foolishly. This is not how I approach that situation. Christ wasn't thinking like, Jesus wasn't thinking like that when he went to the cross. The apostles weren't thinking like that when they were stoned and impaled and, and beheaded. And they weren't thinking like that because they understand I'm continually with you. You do hold my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to honor and glory. Whom have I in heaven but you, God? And have I no delight or desire on earth besides you? This is important because when our desire is in the earth, this is what that conversation looks like. Where are you? Where are you? Can you locate yourself right now? We want a new year. We want new beginnings, but are we going to be located in the earth or are we going to be located in Jesus? Oh, are you all following? Don't want to continue if um, we're not hearing. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me because he understood that the shift of the gospel is understanding the power of eternal life. Not on earth. Listen, we, we're blessed to be a blessing. God is going to do. But look, one thing I love about Prophet L.A., when God gives that young woman a vision, heaven can't shake it out of her. And all of the language adds up to it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Because she understands the conversation in the sanctuary. The conversation in the sanctuary is a conversation of truth. You cannot hide from God when you are behind 
the veil. Look, there is no veil for us anymore. The veil is within us. I'm going behind the veil for what? Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You go and you find some veil, rip it up, make it look good. But I have access to the veil now. Some weird stuff people be teaching. They didn't even remember the scripture that told us the veil was ripped. They love the whole, I'm walking down the aisle. I'm going to be all wonderful, sacrificial me. Oh, I'm going behind the veil in the holy of holies. Poor thing. The holy of holies is inside your temple. No veil, direct access. Oh my God. Hmm. We do need to be healed and made whole. We're in the congregation today where it's become so self-centered. We have people pursuing healing so perversely that they can never start or enter into their calling or ministry because they're waiting on perfection before they can begin anything. But when I look at the Bible, God just used broken folk. They just walked out their healing as they moved forward because moving forward on assignment, moving forward consistently in the things of God is where we are healed. It's the foot of Jesus Going the mile when you think you can. Showing up anyway when you've had the worst day of your life. It's saying Jesus with every step of your foot to climb a flight of stairs when everything in your body is screaming no. That's healing. I don't want to deal with it. Then you won't be healed. There is no magic. There is no red pill or blue pill for you. Listen, I know this. I want you, listen, this is, I'm going to move on because I really want you to get this. But at the same time, I want you to see something profound. Where are you? So Psalm 139 is by David. And he says, you search me, O Lord, and you know me. Do we really believe that? Where are you? Where are you? You know when I sit and when I rise. Is that true or is it a lie? You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hid me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? What? Where can I flee from your presence? What? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Hell, whatever that word is in your translation. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, 
even where your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. Where are you? Are you there? Can you locate yourself? Is this truth? Or is it a lie? This is where David was. This will not be dark to you, God. The night will shine like a day. The prophet said tonight, there's been a grace for you. There's been a grace for you. That grace has lifted. So whatever sin, uncompromising situation you are in, whatever circumstance that's making your witness not exactly right, that grace has lifted. Now, are you waiting to expect God to do something? Or are you ready to take the next steps to honor where you have been? Where are you? Are you located and still doing whatever it is you want to do and trying to justify it with the scriptures? Or are you where he is? Are you where he is? Because where he is, there is no sin. There is no darkness in him. What do I mean by that? I mean that you're pursuing him with everything you got, even in the midst of your trouble. It's, it means you're resisting. See, that there's this pain that comes when we have to walk with God and it breaks, breaks us through to a point that when we get to the other side, the pain is gone and we've ascended, we've elevated to a new place. Man, I had to walk through some hard stuff. I'm talking personal desires that I had to overcome by resisting myself. Men are drawn by their own lust. Whatever you yoke your heart and mind to, outside of God will be a fight for you. Many times, if you long to be free. Oh my goodness. Sometimes we have to tell people, Apostle, can you pray for me? You know, I have this stronghold and I'm like, are you willing to denounce it? Are you willing to let go of everything that binds you to it, including people? Are you willing to cut them off so you can be free because the influence is so bad? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I can't pray for you. Because you have to make some decisions first in your own heart and in your own mind to dismiss and let go of those soul ties. Anything that I do will be temporary to help you because once that thing is loose from you and you don't deal with it, it's going to come back seven times worse than it ever has. That's truth. Cold turkey is the only way to deal with certain things. 
But I want a new year, then be made new. Be made new. You can't become new until you're willing to be made. Oh my goodness, but here he is. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Is that a lie? Be healed. Say it every day. I was sharing with someone years ago and someone shared this with me. And they were like, Teresa, your self-esteem is so low. Your view of yourself is so pitiful. And, and they said, I just need you to read Psalm 139, verses 13 to 18, as often as those negative thoughts come up in your spirit. Do you know I had the nerve to get mad because I wanted them to pray for me and lay hands and cast out devils and I didn't want to put in the work? Y'all know I'm not lying. When people, when you don't do what people want you to do and you give them a prescription and you give them all the scriptures to wash their soul and they won't do it, what can you do? I was so, it was so difficult for me to do that, that I had to record my own voice and read the scriptures. And back then we had cassette tape still in the, in the car and I would pop the cassette tape in or I would burn it on a CD and I would use my CD and I would play my own voice back to me through my hour and a half commute through Atlanta one way and my hour and a half commute back to Atlanta. It needed to be in my voice. Not somebody else's voice. I need to be praying nobody else's Bible list of declarations over me. I needed to put in the work myself. Where are you? Are you, can you locate yourself in the work? Are you in him? Where are you? My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. Oh my God. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. Are we here? Are you here? Are you trying to get here? It's work to get here. We have to locate ourselves. If we're going to get through 2023, we're going to have to find out whose side we are on. Oh my goodness. But we also need the words of the Lord to know that nothing concerning us is a mystery to him. We need to know that he is with us all the time. We need to know that he's never left us. We need to know that he's with us in the beginning and he's with us in the end. We need to know that even when darkness abounds, that he is with us. The way some people teach Jesus, they, they make you think Jesus just abandoned you every time you do something wrong. If you can be convicted of your situation, 
Listen. If you can be convicted of your situation, that means the Lord is dealing with you. Dealing with you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I want to give you another reassuring scripture. This is Luke 12. I'm just going to skip right down to Luke 22 because we got to make it fast. Then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. There are some of you right now who can testify to this upside down, backwards and forwards. But you have to locate yourself. If you find yourself thinking contrary to this truth, your life is living proof that that you have considered the ravens. It may have been difficult. It may have been a moment, but he has proved this. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Oh my God, I'm not there yet. I hear that somebody saying that, but look, how you gonna get there? Magic? <laughs> that won't work. It's by changing your mind. Changing your mind. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. So all of the things we think we need, the money, the clothes, the status, the platforms, oh my God, it really doesn't mean anything to the Lord. Where are you located? Doesn't mean God won't bless you with those things. Doesn't mean there isn't a purpose for it. Doesn't mean we don't need those things to carry out function, but we're talking about worshiping them. Are we located in the worship aspects? Are we located in the gluttonous aspects of, of these food and body and clothes? Are we obsessed with body makeovers? And are we, I mean, where are you? Where are you? We have to be able to locate ourselves in this coming season. Oh my God. I don't have time for this. So I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 through the, um, well, I'm going to read some of it through the Amplified and the other part um, through the um, New King James Version. Yeah. And you, he made alive. Well, and you, he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. You were following in the ways of this world, influenced by this present age. Wow. Hmm. In accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan. This is the real devil. 
the spirit who is now at work in this in the disobedience, the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God. So we're talking the powers of the air. I'm always talking to you guys about um, we don't have to be like the Kardashians. The church is always copying the world. Many of us don't know how to create standards. We see things other people are doing and we just copy them. We see things that, I mean, there's so much innovation and untapped potential in us, but, but we lean more in this time in which we're living into Babylon instead of letting the power of God overtake us and move us. The circus continues to enlarge in us and we can't expect to hear God clearly be protected in the times to come if we're one foot in Babylon one straggling, trying to touch the floor of the kingdom. The conservatory is, is a place for the circus to die. Oh my goodness. Among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. It's not just sex. Our behavior governed by the sinful self and dudging in the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. Man, look, I'm gonna have some more scribe classes so I can get this Mercedes. What type of mindset ham sandwich stuff is that? Oh my God. But God being so very rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he has loved us, even when we were spiritually dead, and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. Where are you? Are we spiritually alive together with Christ? Are we spiritually dead and separated from him? Can you locate yourself? Just look at what you desire. Write down all the things you want and ask for for New Year. That might reveal some things. What about, Lord, give me a hunger and a thirst for your word. Lord, give me a heart that wants purity. Give me a heart, Father, that wants to be separated from the circus. Father, help me disconnect for everyone. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Don't mean you can't visit. But help me disconnect every soul tie that keeps me bound to circus acts. Pray difficult prayers. Lord, burn that cynical stronghold off of me. Help me be an optimist instead of a pessimist. I don't want to judge anymore. I want to love. I want the same grace, Father, that you had for me. That even when I was spiritually dead and separated from you because of my sin, you made me spiritually alive. So I want that same grace for other people. Where are are we? Where am I? Verse six says, and he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. Where am I? Heavenly places are mindsets, thought processes. Not just the heaven and the by and by. 
not just eternity that I'm waiting to die and go to heaven. Heaven is within you. I'm sorry, but it is. What happens to us after death is paradise. It's for us returning to that eternal paradise, but heaven presence is within you now. If you can enter the sanctuary and apprehend it. And listen, and he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus by providing for our redemption. The whole point is for this eternal principle to be made sure on the inside of us. We're supposed to be located here. Can you see it? I know this isn't a deep message. I know it's very simple tonight. But it needs to be because we're locating our salvation based on our our physical health. We're trying to locate our salvation based on our mental health. We're trying to locate our salvation uh, in our pocketbooks and bank accounts. We're trying to locate our salvation in our connections. I'm with Apollos. I'm with Paul. We're trying to locate ourselves and our achievements. We're trying to locate ourselves everywhere but in the heavenly place. Oh my God, let this mind be in me that is in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. Are we located there? What is it going to take to believe that even if you make a mistake, that you're already forgiven if you're honestly repentant? But people be giving us the highbrow. Well, they be looking at you like, oh, that person's gone. They finna burn up in a lake of fire. But your compassion is not the same as God's because you're, you're, you're thinking from a low place. <laughs> the high place believes for your salvation in your low place oh my gosh and this salvation is not for you what not through your own effort but it is under undeserved great it is a, the undeserved gracious gift of god not as a result of your works nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for salvation. One thing that I never have done, and this is not a boast, and I hope we never do, I don't go around counting how many salvations we had at a meeting. That's just me. That victory belongs to the Lord. Not to Teresa Harvard Johnson. For we are his workmanship his own masterwork, a work of art, 
created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set. Oh my goodness, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. The good life, listen, is his assurance and our belief in it. I think sometimes, and we've all thought sometimes, money is going to make this life easy. We take that scripture, money answers all things out of context. But if your insides are not at peace, that money going to make it worse. Oh, my goodness. We have to figure out how to grapple with this soul, how to heal this soul in this hour that we are in. We have to figure out, Lord, and, and if I want a new year, if I want to grasp this, I know, I know that everybody's putting all these declarations out here. They're throwing out magic tricks. They're prophesying what God is going to do and how he's going to do it. Some of those things are real, but some of them are fantasy. How, God, can I speak into what you really want? And what you really want is me made whole. He wants you working now. You can't name a single man a woman that God used in the scriptures that didn't need healing. But you can't find a single one of them that waited till they were healed to move. Even Rahab moved. What the thing to her? She had a thought process a consideration, a moment in time because she'd heard of their God. And there she is sitting up with her name in Hebrews 11. The woman at the well didn't have 20 years to get up with them six demons out as people teach. She went from a moment of repentance to literally running Telling people about Jesus. Some of our hindrances are because we just have not moved. We've settled in a in a everlasting pity party, trying to go through somebody's crazy doctrine of figuring out everywhere in our lives things went wrong. I know that this is probably not sounding like a new year's message but see the, the new year's message in this is you can do what you can do with god right now right now what are you waiting on god isn't waiting what can you do right now you can believe you can locate yourself where did you get the concept and the idea that I can't serve? Well, you know, ministries that told you to sit down. Well, if you weren't a leader or if they put you in a position before you matured, 
you're going to be in those kinds of things because the Bible tells us clearly, do not put a new believer in any leadership position. Why? <laughs> Your foot has to be sound. Your doctrine has to be sound. You have to be the type of person that's not going to have a bad day and then you just disappear from people. We have, you know, we have to be able to, when we're mature, maturity is not knowledge of the word alone. It's the ability to walk while you're dripping in blood. It's what Jesus did. Jesus taught us how to take beatings, how to be whipped, how to be bruised, how to have no clothes on, how to be stripped naked, how to be shamed and humiliated and still serve. Every apostle lived that way. Every single one. And it's just their story, not when it comes to following Jesus. Because they were able to ascend to a new place. 2023 for the conservatory is about growing up. It's about being healed. It's about working with what you have right now. It's continuously about decision-making. It's about choice. It's about putting the effort in. It's about bringing yourself out of the circus. It's about making sure you're not being pulled by personality, pump, and circumstance. Some days are going to be ahead where there'll be nobody to call to pick you up. We're going to be sitting like David and encouraging ourselves. There's not going to be time to ask all those questions. Why God? Why I'm suffering? You just got to go back to the psalm we read at the beginning and believe what God has said. It's better to believe what's happening in the spirit than it is to believe what you see. Social media, I'm telling you, a lot of lies. There was a young lady that I uh, met some years ago. You can stop the recording for, for a moment. Well, I'll do it. For breakthrough in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for how you're moving on their behalf, Lord God, in those areas. I pray that they will be the truth of them will be seen, that the lies will be removed, Father, and that they will prevail in the situations that are standing before them in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you for bringing us through this year, my God, Father, those who have lost loved ones, God, those who are grieving significant losses. Lord, whether it be our loved one, whether it be uh, employment, whether it be, Lord, um, um, provision, whatever the situation of loss is in their life, Father, we pray for the comfort that only you can bring. We pray for the resolution that only the peace of Christ can give. We pray for the kind of understanding and wisdom to come to them and help to come to them, Lord, that turns their joy, their mourning into joy. 
Father, I thank you for the oil of joy that you have given them in the exchange of beauty of, for ashes in this situation in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that they are able to walk through, that, that they are able to move through, Lord, and that they are not holding on to anything that you have already cut away and let go in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that we are open to changing our minds. Father, we come against pride tonight going into the new year. That we're not in, in a realm of insanity where we keep trying the same thing repeatedly and yielding no results. I pray for a teachable spirit in all of us. I pray, Father, for open and honest doorways between you and us personally, not with other people, but that we can face the door that we're standing in and say, God, I've located myself on the wrong side of, of, of this conversation. I've located myself in the realm of death. I'm thinking things that bring death. I'm considering things that are earthbound. I'm moving in the ways of the world. My, I, I'm moving in the celebrity mindset, God. I'm moving in the way of the circus and I want to come out in Jesus name. Lord, open my eyes, open the eyes of my understanding in Jesus name. Help me open my eyes, God, that I can see clearly, that I can see clearly, God. And Father, I just agree and declare that this word tonight that we shared in its simplicity, Lord, not not trying to be deep, not trying to step on anyone, Father, but that we are willing to see that newness comes from the inside out. A bunch of new outfits will not make us new. A million dollars won't make us new if we're miserable on the inside. It'll help bring some temporary joy and peace, but it can't bring us the wholeness that you have promised. Let us have balance in our wants and needs. Father, we know the extravagant dreams that you've given many of us, and we speak to the dreams, Lord God. We speak to the hope of changing our situation. We speak to the businesses, to the ministry schools, to the ministry launches, to the books that have gone unwritten that we are determined we're going to do. Father, to the conferences that are going to be held. Father, we pray for courage. We pray for strength. Father, many of the people you called did the things you called them to do afraid, but they did it. And with every step, their confidence grew. We pray for the confidence of your people tonight to make the decisions that need to make, to make the connections that they need to make, to, dis to sever those things that are not healthy for them. Lord, we pray for their decision-making ability. We pray for their heart, Father. We pray, Father, that the mind of Christ is before them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If any of the leaders sense anything that needs to be prayed, go ahead and lift that up. I've um I've set my clock in order to wake from my sleeping. I've stayed in this haze for too long, even though I've heard the beeping. Within my flesh, I've heard no good things due to the circumstances and bad decision-making. 
I felt at times that the world has carried, that carried the world on my back. My feet have bled, but this journey has been hard. At times I've seen things that have taken the innocence of me. I've watched the clock hoping the alarm wouldn't shake me. I've been hurt and I admit, but not in a regular way. Pain so deep, it's a wonder how I'm even still here. Is there a place for me? A woman, a man, a woman who sometimes forgot she even has a voice. After all, haven't we been conditioned not to speak? Not to voice our opinions, even when conviction comes from down deep, haven't we? We've carried the future in our wombs and yet are told we can't every day. Aren't we more than baby-making, stay-at-home moms with nothing to say? I can remember being beaten for so long that I would watch the second hand tick, tick, tick past the big one. For years, I've covered up black eyes and broken hearts as he continued the pattern of beat and cheat on repeat for years. I must hear the alarm from deep in my soul, a rumble that I can finally feel. I'm tired of carrying this around. It's time to heal. No longer can we love our sons while despising our daughters, passing down to her the same insecurities and of rejections and fairy tales that women just can't get along. As she gets older, I've discovered she's singing the same hurt song as my son's sagging pants remain hanging low because I've pressed his manhood down, not wanting to be reminded of his father so I'm more comfortable with him being more like me. I've set the alarm and decreed that these things have to get out of me. This next level hurt isn't invited to come with me as I locate the Christ in me. This new year starts with a place of maturity. Time to sweep this place clean. No more compromising me. This excuse has run out. I come to the end of me. The trauma of my past will no longer dictate to me how I move and breathe in my Christ identity. This place of righteousness is attainable and it's real. My decision to say yes has broken another seal. I decree in a loud voice, I will not be led by what I feel. I can't go another day like this. It's time to heal. Amen. Oh my God. Mm. Let's just sit. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. We have 30 seconds. 
Everybody can unmute. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New, Happy New Year. Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Love you, conservators. God bless you, all of you. New Year's Day. Happy birthday. Bless you all. Bless you all. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thank you, Jesus. Happy New Year. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. We're here. Any words now that we've heard the prophet? Hey, we're three hours. Oh, yes, because those on the West. No, I was just going to say we're three hours behind. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Happy New we're three hours behind, but I'm not taking anything. For <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Listen, they're already into in the next day closing out New Year's. <laughs> Listen, are there anything you guys want to share? Want to talk about? It's wide open. I'm so grateful. I I thank you for your prayer, Apostle. It 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 really touched me and 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 just shook some cobwebs out. Uh, we've talked about my situation, so you you know, mm-hmm. and I just appreciate you so much and the conservatory. I'm not going to start weeping here, but I feel it in my heart. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I can't think of any place where I would rather be than right here. So God bless you all. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being there and for being you, each and every one of you. Thank you for being you. You are so much appreciated. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. It's an honor to have people spend um, the beginning of the year with you and with one another. It's an honor to have each one of you here. And um, I hope you were blessed tonight. I feel that if there's someone that did have a word, um, you're welcome to either post it in the um, chat or you're, 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 you know you can share it with us. But I know I want to hear from some of our leaders. I know God is speaking. I'll be looking worried, uh, Minister Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I know God has a word for uh, Minister Paul. I'm, I know you're not, you're not, we don't put you on co-host, but you're always welcome to share. We recognize um, you. We recognize, you know, how God uses you. So you have anything and we yeah. love you. And we want you to always feel like um, you have a um, leadership place here. But these some quiet New Year's people. I bet I go on Facebook, y'all gonna be blowing it up. <laughs> I won't be on Facebook other than to post announcements for a few days. I'm gonna not spend my New Year's Eve on my New Year's week on social media outside of what I have to do. 
But um, thank you, Sade. She's on, um, I think, Central Central Time. And we have our, our people on um, West Coast Time. They still waiting for the new year. So they got several celebrations. <laughs> Whoever was getting ready to speak, go ahead. That was me. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I just have a quick word. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, I just believe that God is saying that we need to clear the way um, and to let go that we are not bound, that we are the ones holding on to things that we really need to clear the way for the new year. And that was it. <laughs> that lines up. That lines up with the words that came earlier. And yes, that's good. That's good. Minister Pam, putting you on the spot, Apostle Pam. Um, I heard three different words that I guess the Lord is, I kind of saw them um, springing up like a whirlwind in our lives. And they were alliance, allegiance, and affinity. And alliance was a union formed for mutual benefit. Allegiance is loyalty or commitment of a subordinate to a superior, a relationship based on affinity in interest, nature, and qualities. And then affinity is a spontaneous or natural liking for someone or something. And I just believe the Lord is, is um, using these three things to kind of fine tune everything that's been spoken here um, to get us to a place of that oneness that we desire so that we can really look and act and speak like it. Amen. Amen. Listen, we know um, I got some texts tonight. You know, some of the people were with or with their families and we just speak blessings over them. I want to make sure that we recognize them. Um, they're with their families tonight and their loved ones. And we speak peace over our loved ones. Some of the, especially those unsaved folk. And we just declare that in the club that God is covering them on the highway that he is covering and protecting them, that no harm will come to our loved ones, our children, our grandchildren on tonight, despite their um, lack of knowledge of the Lord or rebellion concerning the Lord. We decree and declare divine protection. Lord, send your angels in the name of Jesus. Quench every argument. Lord, sidestep for them. Your angels, send your angels as they are um, responding to situations and circumstances. Father, we stand against the pronouncement of governments in every state that predict the number of deaths that are happening in our neighborhoods and our communities over the holidays. We decree and declare those words null and void. We will not prophesy people are going to die. Father, we stand in agreement with life over the state of Georgia over each state where these people that are here tonight, these sons, these daughters of yours, Lord God, where we are able to agree with you for life. Father, we pray for divine encounters tonight as people sit in their homes in despair and sorrow, Father, in the name of Jesus. We declare an interruption to suicide in the name of Jesus, to um, depression, Father, murder suicides are high. This time of year, we declare that it is not God, that we will not hear of any that, of that such news and among the people, Lord God, that are divinely connected to us and those that benefit from our love of you in our communities and in our neighborhood, Lord. We pray over our neighborhood. Father, we pray 
that um, as people celebrate and they're shooting these guns and different things, Father, we come against any stray bullet hitting the atmosphere concerning them. Father, we are expecting testimonies of divine intervention in Jesus' name. And more than anything, Father, we know that you are drawing all of these people towards you. There's not a soul on the earth that you have not tried to draw, that you have not attempted and, and that you pull and pull and pull into your spirit, Father. My prayer is that they listen, is that they recognize your voice, that they hear you in that moment and that they enter the kingdom in Jesus' name. Father, we just cover, cover, cover our loved ones. We cover them, God. And Lord, I thank you that you are even protecting them, Lord God, against disease, against um, um, sickness, against alcohol poisoning and overdoses in the name of Jesus. That, Father, that anyone who means them ill, slipping things in drinks, Father, we pray tonight that no one goes missing on our watch. We are believing you, God, that you will interrupt ill intent in this year, that you will continue to lead us in praying for our loved ones, their friends, their groups, those in our communities, Lord, as you extend our faith. Because we know, God, that anything we ask in your name, you'll, you'll do. The prayers of the righteous avail much. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. Keep us, Lord. Keep us. Keep each and every person that's on the road to getting their health in order, Lord Jesus. Continue giving them divine insight. All of us, divine insight on how to handle that. We stand against premature um, death in the name of Jesus. We thank you for divine intervention in Jesus' name. We thank you for the recovery of those, Father, in your midst. And Lord, we thank you even more for miracles, Lord God. Miracles, 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 Lord. Miracles in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength, not joy as the world give it, not happiness as we imagine, but a supernatural joy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Anything else? Because I know some of you want to get with your families. My husband has already been down here asking me, you know, what you teaching tonight. Teach it to me, you know. So before I lost all my notes, <laughs> but God bless you all. And is there anything else? I don't want to leave in a hurry. If something is burning, don't leave us without it. Amen. Bless you as well, Joanne. Thank you for coming. Good to see you, Christine. Darlene, you pressed your way. Good to see you. Deborah, Diane, oh my goodness, Felicia, know that you are in our prayers and I'm coming to see you this week. So just, just know I'm gonna be looking for you. Um, oh my goodness, Janice and Mashani. 
Michelle Walkaway, glad to have you. Good to see a familiar face. Paulette, welcome, welcome, welcome. Sade, good to see you. T, and Brian, good to see you. Oh my goodness. And if I missed anybody, forgive me. But um, listen, enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, tell those of you got your family members, if they know me, let them know I said Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So are we good, everybody? All right. Um, look for some announcements coming out in the Scribal Conservatory Bible Study Group. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Good night. Love Good night. you all. Love you all. Happy New Year again. <laughs>